Merry Christmas, my friends. Today is lighthearted. Let's consider the popular Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life, because curiously, it reflects multiple sides of the self-directed investor and reveals a path to the merger of happiness and wealth that's not actually achieved by any of the characters in the movie. I'm Brian Ellis. This is a special Christmas edition. This is episode 175. You're listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio, America's only podcast exclusively for affluent, self-directed investors, where each day of the week you receive innovative investment strategy and deadly accurate market analysis that's untainted by Wall Street and unblemished by government propaganda, all in seven minutes or less. Coming to you now from iTunes, Stitcher, and SDIRadio.com, here's your host, Brian Ellis. Hello, SDI Nation. Welcome to the podcast of record for savvy, self-directed investors like you. Merry Christmas, my friends, and happy holidays to you folks who celebrate something else. My lovely wife, Carol, has long loved the classic Christmas movie, It's a Wonderful Life, in which the good-hearted George Bailey finds himself in serious trouble on account of some financial carelessness at the Bailey Brothers Building and Loan. This gives an opening to Potter, the very wealthy and very evil villain, to swoop in and take over the building and loan and thus own absolutely everything in the little town of Bedford Falls, New York. I'd never seen the movie before I met Carol, so that's just another example of uh, some wonderful things she's added to my life. But I enjoy that movie from a different perspective. Whereas nearly everybody who's ever seen it seems to think that the hero George Bailey is just a great guy and the villain Potter is a terrible menace, I see things very differently, and this distinction could be useful for all of us as self-directed investors. Potter is the bad guy in the movie. The first mention of him describes him as the richest and meanest man in the county. His demeanor is very gruff and matter-of-fact. He's focused on the bottom line. He's represented as essentially a slumlord. He's certainly not perfectly ethical, having chosen to take advantage of a huge mistake by one Uncle Billy, George's uncle, who despite his undeniable problems with memory and with keeping appointments, is routinely entrusted with handling large amounts of money and in managing relations with the auditor of the building and loan. In fact, the whole conflict of the story comes down to Uncle Billy's failure to make a very large deposit at Potter's bank because he instead gloats to Potter and ends up forgetting and misplacing the money, which Potter finds and causes substantial legal trouble for the building and loan and more specifically for George Bailey. So it's a nice story because George Bailey, who runs the building and loan more as a charity than as an actual bank and makes home mortgage loans on the basis of relationships rather than credit worthiness, well, George gets a chance on account of a celestial intervention to see what life would be like had he never been in the picture to begin with. But here's the part that's curious to me. Potter, while certainly taking advantage of a very foolish error by Uncle Billy, espouses almost exclusively wise business principles. For example, he is not in favor of granting loans based solely on personal relationships. He's not in favor of allowing non-paying borrowers to continue non-payment without facing foreclosure. He makes a very obvious and not at all irrational attempt at overtaking the Bailey Brothers building and loan when there's a mysterious run on the bank on the day of George's wedding to Mary. He's very brusque. He's very focused on the bottom line. All of this earns him the reputation of being evil, not wise. Now, who knows? Maybe his rental properties actually are slums. That's never clarified, but there's a clear mob mentality at work against him from some of his tenants. And then there's George Bailey. George shows good discipline as a young man, getting a job very early in life, planning his life and career very, very carefully, and saving the money he earns in order to accomplish the specific objectives he's set out. And along the way, he becomes friends with everybody in town, but his dreams are crushed when he's forced to use the money he saved to provide emergency liquidity to the building and loan in order to fend off a run on the bank and to stop Potter from taking it over. 
Now, here's the thing, folks. George Bailey does an absolutely terrible job as executive secretary, essentially the CEO of Bailey Brothers Building and Loan. He makes foolish loans to unqualified borrowers. He entrusts his alcoholic and unreliable Uncle Billy to handle large volumes of cash and to interact with bank auditors. He gives out cash and loans without requiring one shred of documentation. In short, he's terrible at his job. He believes social capital to be more relevant in financial transactions than actual capital. I'm certain that's true in certain individual circumstances, but it's no way to run a financial institution. Bottom line, at the end, all of the people who George had helped out along the way come together in a pinch and help George to raise the money he needs to stay out of jail. So it's a happy ending, and the evil Potter is thwarted yet again. But here are my observations. First, Potter is clearly doing a good job of running his business well. He owns businesses and real estate and seems squarely focused on the performance of his assets. I find nothing to fault with that approach. We don't really know if the slumlord type of accusation was accurate or just the ranting of emotional tenants. And if you're a landlord, you know how easy it can be for that to happen. And my other observation is George Bailey, while showing financial responsibility personally, is an absolutely terrible business person among the very worst ever, I'd say. His only skills are building social relationships and then giving stirring speeches to defy the evil potter. He doesn't have the sense to remove Uncle Billy from a position of responsibility, even though Uncle Billy clearly is unfit for such a role, and his business and his customers suffered for it. Honestly, it seems to me that Potter is closer to being a good role model if he was just more ethical. George Bailey just, he's not very smart. Now, Bailey's failure as a business person is very emblematic of common thinking today in which the public believes that the purpose of business is to provide jobs or to serve other social purposes. My friends, that's hogwash. The purpose of business is to be profitable. Otherwise, it's a charity. And it's fine and good and praiseworthy to support charities, but charity and business are not the same. To confuse the two is a fool's game and makes both suffer. The person who confuses charity with business is the person who will, in every case, be beaten by the person who understands the difference. But there's a beautiful opportunity that this story leaves wide open and that is an option for you and me as self-directed investors. And that option is let's use this business cunning of Potter to create profit and as much of it as we legally and ethically can and let's use that profit to do wonderful things for the world. The most wonderful thing anybody can do is provide well for their own family, their housing, their nutrition, their clothing, their education. It is a good, it is a wise, it is a noble thing to provide for those whose lives have been entrusted to you. Beyond that, it is absolutely a good, wise, and noble thing to be generous with your blessings as well. It is, in fact, a necessary thing. You can tell a lot about a person by finding out how they spend their money and by determining the things that they think are optional versus mandatory. For you and me as self-directed investors, using the blessings of profit to strategically benefit those in need is a very good thing. And I believe generosity is the magnet that brings some sort of otherworldly good fortune to financial and to other endeavors. So with that, my friends, I wish you a very, very Merry Christmas. I hope that during this season, you'll invest wisely by being with the people you love most and that your lives will be made better forever. Thank you for listening to Self-Directed Investor Radio with Brian Ellis. Don't miss a single episode. Be sure to subscribe to Self-Directed Investor Radio right now on iTunes, on Stitcher, and at sdiradio.com. Your feedback is always welcomed via email at feedback at sdiradio.com. This show is for entertainment purposes only and is not intended as legal or professional advice for your situation. Content is the property of the Self-Directed Investor Society. 